Hey, girlfriends. I'm so happy you're here. Welcome to Staying Inspired. I'm your host and hype woman, Amanda Yoa, and my jam is inspiring the ambitious, the bodacious, the next level women in the making. This is the hottest place for let's be real conversation, inspo humor, and juicy gems of wisdom for you to step up, step out, and make some next level moves in your life, relationships, and beyond. Now that you're here, grab some snacks, sit on back, and let's get into it. Hello, hello, girlfriends. Welcome back to another episode of Staying Inspired. As always, I am your host and hype woman, Amanda Yoa, back with a Let's Be Real episode. Uh, Before we dive in, oh, it's going to be extra juicy. And I got a little something, something to tell you too about my Thanksgiving experience. That's a whole thing. Before we get into all the things, I want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor for today's episode, the Freshworks of Port Richmond. Ladies, if you are visiting Philadelphia, I know the holidays, Philadelphia is beautiful for the holidays. If you are not really ready for the hustle and bustle of New York City during the holidays, I suggest you take it down just a little notch. I mean, I'm not saying Philly is not crowded with people. It is, but it's a step down from New York. (laughs) But I have to say, I feel like we get overlooked when it comes to cities to visit during the holidays. They have a, a wonderful holiday village with all kinds of vendors they have a ice skating rink right outside of city hall where they do a light show every night it's so beautiful so if you're thinking of coming into the philly area for something like that or if you're just hearing us for the first time and you're like hey let's go to philly for the holidays make sure you stop by at the freshworks of port richmond it's not that far from center city If you're looking for that true authentic taste, none of that tourist attraction, you know, let me Google, where can I get the best cheesesteak? No, 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 no. Take it from your girl, born and raised in Philly. Take yourself down to the Freshworks of Port Richmond. If you are looking for that real deal cheesesteak that is going to make you want to come back again, you got to try this place out. They have our fresh made hoagies. uh, Mouth watering wings, all the things. If you are looking for that true Philly flavor, Check them out. The Fresh Works of Port Richmond. Actually, I want you to go to their Instagram. Let's go to their Instagram. (laughs) And let's spam their Instagram with a bunch of, hey, I'm a gold friend from Staying Inspired. What's up? And let's, let's make their day. Let's let them know that they are being heard. Even if you're not able to visit, go to their Instagram. Their link is in my description under this week's episode. And tell them that we said hi. All right. Let's go. It's easy to talk wins. Let's talk losses. Because it is it is easy to talk about your wins. Wins are the things that we like to share. They're exciting. They're great. They make us feel good. You know, our losses are maybe not so great. We don't want to talk about those things. Sometimes we're embarrassed and we're shameful. And, you know, um, we hide in the closet and cry about our losses. I don't know what you do when your losses. But, you know, I was there. I've been there. I've done that. But now I don't do that, and I'll explain why. But before that, I, I wanted to quickly chat about my experience over Thanksgiving. I hope you all had a wonderful Thanksgiving. I did with my family. If you guys didn't check out my Instagram on Thanksgiving, you missed Betty. She was on there. I asked her a couple questions, and she sure showed out in true Betty style. I said to her, Graham, you know, what are you thankful for this Thanksgiving? And she sat there a minute, and she was like, you know, not much. 
<laughs> and I was like, I didn't even know how to respond to that. We were just all hysterical laughing and I stopped recording. I'm like, Graham, what do you mean you're not thankful for anything? She's like, well, you didn't give me a chance to explain. I was going to say the way the world is today and everything, you know, people being shot and this, that and the other, you know, it's just a scary world that we live in. But she is a true pip. But I want to tell you guys too, I, this is probably like my fourth year hosting and I do most of the cooking, if not all the cooking. My grandmom, she's old, you know, she's retired. She's handed over the torch. My mom brings a ham and um, she brings her own stuffing because she don't like my stuffing. But I do most of the cooking. So this year I was like, you know what? I'm going to up my turkey game. It's time. It's time to show up and show out in my turkey game. And I seen something on TikTok talking about spatchcocking your turkey. And immediately that word just had my ears perked up and I was just, you know, give me more, tell me more. (laughs) Unfortunately, it wasn't anything what I was thinking, but what it was is, you know, you butterfly your turkey. And I thought, oh, this is really ideal for me because in years past, my turkey always comes out not cooked evenly. I've had years where I've cut into the turkey and the dark meat was still bleeding. And I'm like, oh my God, we got to put it back in the oven. And then by the time I put it back in, my white meat's dried out. So I'm like, no more. It is time to up our turkey game. I'm going to spatchcock this turkey. Now, what is involved in that is taking the turkey and cutting out the spine. And then once you cut out the spine, you flip the turkey over and you press down on the breastplate of the turkey to lay it out flat. You put it out flat on like a shallow baking sheet or you know roasting pan. And it cooks in half of the time. It cooks evenly, so it's juicy. Now, let me tell you, this real, this turkey really did. The bird came out amazing. Juicy, cooked evenly, no problems. The issue is spatchcocking the turkey. It's easier said than done, especially when you think you have the correct tools and in reality, you do not. So I was home by myself. I had the kids with me, but my husband wasn't here. I had a 20-pound turkey. So girlfriend was, she was thick. She was thick. Cutting out a 20-pound turkey spine probably took me 25 minutes. And halfway through, I didn't think I was going to be able to get, I got to this one point and the bones were so thick. My shears were not doing it. I was wrapping, it was a whole thing. I wish I would have recorded myself. I was wrapping the tail around the scissors and just banging it so they would shut hard enough to to snap the bones. It was a whole thing. So finally, I got the spine out. Now you have to flip the turkey over and break the the breastplate so that it's flat. So here I go. I'm pressing. I'm pressing. Nothing's happening. I'm like, okay. So I'm, you know, at this point, I'm like, I don't know what to do. This thing will not crack. I'm literally, so I get up on a stool on top of my counter and I look like my windows were wide open. I'm like, my neighbors probably think I'm giving someone CPR because that's what it looked like. So here I am trying to give this turkey CPR to, to crack the breastbone, the breastplate, and it's just not happening. And I'm thinking to myself, what am I going to do? Because it was still kind of, it wasn't laying out flat the way that I needed it to in order to put it in the oven. So I just thought in true, 
WWE fashion, I was going to just power bomb this turkey because I had no other option. I didn't know what else to do. You know, a part of me thought maybe I can sit on it, but then I'm like, no, I can't do that. That's disgusting. So I put my arms together and just threw my entire body weight on top of this bird. And she snapped and cracked and finally gave in. And by that time, I was just physically exhausted. And I threw that bitch in the oven, um, probably cursed at her. And, you know, but she cooked great. <laughs> but that was my experience with that. And uh, I'm going to do it again next year because, you know, now I've, I've learned. I've learned from my, you know, experience. And um, it didn't go as smoothly as I thought it was going to go, you know, but it went. And I learned. Now I'm wiser. I have the tools that I need or I know the tools that I need in order to show up and show out and make a better turkey or, you know, not a better turkey, but, you know, just make the experience easier and quicker for me to spatchcock this turkey next year, you know? So what I, what, what I probably would have labeled a loss was actually a win, which is what I wanted to get into today. Because, you know, it's easy to talk wins. Like I was, you know, talking it up like, ain't this, this turkey's delicious. Am I right? Am I right? At Thanksgiving, everyone's like, oh my God, it's so good. But, you know, I could have easily hidden the fact that I had to give this turkey CPR and cut out its spine for 25 minutes and it was a whole ordeal. And I was like on the brink of tears because I didn't have my husband home to help me. And, you know, all the feels were coming in. I was like, I can't do this. Why did I decide to do this? Blahzy, blahzy, blah. I could have chose to kept that, keep that narrative for myself and never do it again, right? But I didn't do that. And I told that story at Thanksgiving. I'm like, listen, let me tell you what this took. <laughs> and everybody was hysterical laughing. And I'm like, yeah, but you know what? Now I know what to do next year. Now I got the tools in my tool belt. And I'm going to show up and show out even better next year. And it's not going to be as hard on me as it was this year, right? So, you know, it's easy to talk wins. But losses sometimes, and I'm not just talking turkey, you know, I'm not just talking Thanksgiving. We have some deep losses sometimes. And I'll say losses, quote unquote, throughout this episode, you know, because a lot of us still carry things from our past that we label losses, you know. Like for myself, I'll go first. You know, I don't care. Out of high school, I went right into nursing school. I thought because of who I saw in my family achieving and they were getting all the accolades and blah, 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 that I thought, you know, if I just do what they do, I'll be great. You know, this will be great. I, I really was at a point in my life where I had no sense of self. I was an avid people pleaser. I was just doing what I thought I needed to do to stay out of trouble and just make people proud, right? Because I was just always looking for that approval. I had no sense of self. I really didn't know what I wanted to do for me. So I thought nursing school was it. And I went into a three-year program straight out of high school, 18 years old, in this three-year advanced nursing program. And I was like two years in. And I realized, you know what? this isn't for me. I don't see myself doing this at like 50, 60 years old. I just don't see myself carrying this out my entire life. This is not for me. Why did I choose this? Oh, Amanda, you are such a failure, right? 
So I dropped out, dropped out of nursing school, didn't finish college, didn't go to college, present day, (laughs) didn't go to college. That was probably, you know, a really hard cross to bear my entire young adult life, thinking that I was a failure, thinking that I couldn't follow through with things, you know, and I took on this narrative of just being like a fuck up, quite frankly. You know, so I went into marrying my husband, becoming a mother, and everything kind of just like hit me, you know, that I wasn't living my life for me. I needed to change all the things. And I, I've I've talked about this in a previous episode. I want to stay on on topic with, you know, just talking about the losses. I think a lot of us carry this narrative from our past experiences. And we create this reality, which in reality is just a choice. But we feel like this is what it is. This is the end result of the choices that I made. When in reality, you are missing out on so much for yourself. So like fast forward for me, that was a huge loss for me. And then I went on and like try to do other things through the eyes of trying to please other people. Like I was like, oh, let me try to become a police officer. Um, I was extremely like overweight. I don't even know what I was thinking. (laughs) I didn't make it. Then I was like, you know, maybe I should go into like psychology because I really like working with people. I really love being able to impact people. So like the quiet whisper that I always talk about, you know, my my knowing that I was meant to make an impact, you know, and live out my passion and purpose of being surrounded by people and helping people, it was there. I was just taking the wrong avenues, right? So I tried all these avenues and never followed through with anything. And all of these just kept, I, I kept adding another notch on my belt of failure. And each one cut a little deeper. It really did. Because each one that I did, I'm like, okay, this is it. This is it. This is the one, (laughs) you know, but I never followed through. And each one, like I said, it cut deeper. It sucked. So, you know, then another, another failure of mine was my physical appearance. I never understood why it was so hard for me to lose weight. I was like 300 pounds at one point, right? Like I couldn't wear what girls my age were wearing when we went out. I was always like thinking about like my weight and how I looked and how people perceived me. It was, you know, such a disheartening thing for me. I hated myself, hated myself. I thought to myself, Amanda, you really fucked up. You really let yourself go. Look at yourself, you know, and then I thought about later down the line, you know, all the partying and drinking that I did to mask everything that I had going on in my life. You know, I was like, if John Belushi in Animal House had a sister, that was me. Hi. But, you know, at the time I was the life of the party, but inside I was like dying. You know, I was just drinking and partying and just mask all the shit that I had, all those failures that I had on my shoulders, all this this narrative that I created about myself, never being able, able to do anything right. I'm never going to fit into this world. There's nothing for me. You know, everything is just happening to me. And I was just this complete mess of a person. So then um, that was another failure. And then um, quote unquote failure. So then fast forward, 
you know, I did some healing, which I've talked about in previous episodes. I did some healing. I realized so many things about myself. I don't want to get too much into it because it'll give away what I'm about to talk about. I did some healing. I was able to grow, step into my passion and my purpose. But when I stepped into my passion and my purpose of coaching, you know, I started seeing other coaches on Instagram. I started following them. I really liked what they did. The things they were talking about was really helping me in my life. And I thought, you know what? I think this is it. Not only that, but I really started to step into my spirituality and I was doing Reiki. And a lot of my Reiki clients were like, Amanda, you should become a mentor. You give really great advice, blah, 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 blah. And I thought, you know what? That does sound good. That does sound like something that I would be really good at and would enjoy doing it because I already do it kind of. So let me invest in that. So I did, I went to coach, you know, I went to school to become a coach. Um, I got my certification in, in life coaching and health coaching. So I quickly found out being on the gram and coaching, I was afraid of using my life experiences as lessons for others. And I'm like, wait a minute here. What am I holding on to? You know? And I think I got caught up in that whole like, when you hear people say my past doesn't define me, I'm no longer that person. I think that's complete bullshit. It really is. It's complete bullshit. And it's a telltale sign that you have not looked back at your past and dug out those hidden gems that you need for the person that you are today. You are discrediting that version of yourself that has so much to tell you, so much to give you, so much wisdom for you to attain. And you're discrediting her. You're doing her a huge disservice and you're doing your future self a huge disservice and your present self a huge disservice by not listening to her and going back retelling the stories and digging out those deeper hidden gems for yourself, right? So I realized that for me, I said, holy shit, I'm embarrassed of my past. I'm still holding on to a narrative of my past. I'm really not living in my truth. What is happening here? And I quickly realized I really needed to go back and do more work. And when I did that, I uncovered some amazing, amazing things. It made a lot of sense too. Like when I first started showing up in the coaching world, I wasn't really showing up as my authentic self. And I talked about that on my Instagram today or the other day. I talked about, if you go on, there's a quote that I posted about, why be a cover band when you can be an original artist? Authenticity is the ultimate mic drop. Because for me... I was trying to make an impact, but I was leaving the one most important thing out of the equation, which was myself and my story and my authenticity and doing me how I would do me. And I realized that was because I was embarrassed of me. I was shameful of me. And all of those things that I should have been bringing to the forefront, all the wisdom, all the things that I've learned that I should have been bringing to the forefront, I was afraid to bring those things. So I thought, okay, we got to dig a little deeper here, Amanda. So when I dug a little deeper, I realized that I was able to do the shuffle. <laughs> not the sh not the shuffle that you're thinking of, the dance. The to me, for me shuffle. Realizing that life happens for you, not to you. And for the longest time, all of my law, quote unquote losses, I always you know, just categorize that as why is this happening to me? 
Why is this happening to me? Why can I not follow through? Why, 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 why? And when I was able to heal that surface level pain and things that I went through, I was able to dig a little deeper and realize that I really shouldn't be asking myself why. Maybe I need to be asking myself how and what. How has this situation of me failing at or, you know, dropping out slash failing out because, you know, I wasn't there of nursing school. How did that situation, how was that for me? And I realized that that was there for me to show me that I was not living out my passion and my purpose the way that I wanted to live it out, that I had no sense of joy, that I needed to find what was for me in the world, not what I was, you know, expecting to to do in terms of living out other people's expectations of what they wanted for me. I needed to live a life that made me happy. And then I realized, you know, when I went through all the other schooling, same thing. Amanda, you're not living out through your own expectations. You're not living out your own passion and purpose. You're not living life the way that you want to live it. What is going to make you happy? Not your mom, not your dad, not your grandma, not this one, that one, the other one. What is going to make you happy? And then the fact that I was 300 pounds, I realized, well, Amanda, you eat your feels. I mean, there's plenty of people that do it. And you're trying to live along this journey of improving your physical self through hating yourself. That doesn't work. You got to love yourself in the now. So there were so many things. And I also realized too, you know, like Amanda... You're just doing the best you can with what you got, girl. Maybe eating your feels is all that you knew in terms of how to deal with what you had going on in life, how you felt about yourself, that narrative that you chose to take with you. You were just dealing with it the best you knew how to, girl, and that is okay. But now we know a better way of doing things. So let's take some next level steps. What is here for me? Doing that to me, for me shuffle, right? So then another thing that I discovered along my journey of sitting in my losses was identifying unhealthy life patterns, i.e. the emotional eating, i.e. living out other people's expectations. You know, I think it's important in that to realize that you need to be mindful And you need to be intentional with your life. And that was something that I was not. And I feel like this is very relatable to a lot of women that I speak to. You know, we live life kind of just with that everything's happening to me. You know, we get overwhelmed and that's totally normal. It's okay. But when you start taking your power back is when you realize that you hold the reins to your life. Yeah, shit's going to happen. Shit's always going to happen in life. I'm going to tell you this right now. There's never going to come a point in life where you've reached the top. Nothing can affect you. Nothing's ever going to happen to break you. There's always going to be something that happens. There's always going to be something that happens to you. Things do happen to us. Me saying the the to you, for you shuffle is not to say that, you know, when something happens, you're supposed to, you know, just brush over it. And right away, look for the for me. No, things happen. I get it. It's a real thing. We don't follow through. We lose people in our life. Those things happen to us. 
the power in that is realizing that you don't have to stay in that energy of things happening to you. You can be mindful and intentional and shift your mindset and do that shuffle and say, what is here for me now? I'm ready to grow. It's time. I'm ready to up level. I'm ready to take some next steps and live a better life. Identify those unhealthy life patterns, you know? And like I said, specifically for me, it was realizing I was living out other people's expectations of who I thought I needed to be in order to make people proud instead of making myself proud, making myself happy, living in my joy, living out my passion and my purpose. You know, I was trying to live out other people's expectations, which honestly is just a reflection of things that other people wanted to do in their life that they didn't have the balls to do. That ain't for me to do. That's on you. I got my own shit. <laughs> I got my own passions and purposes to live. I ain't got time to live out yours. Right? So shuffle that to me for me. Identify those unhealthy life patterns. Be mindful and intentional with your life. And cultivate strategic flexibility, a.k.a. Embrace a pivot. Every time I say the word pivot, I think of friends when they're carrying the couch up the steps and he's like, pivot, pivot. <laughs> but, you know, when plans fall apart, it's it's time to get flexible, you know? And I think for a lot of us, sometimes myself included, you know, I'm not perfect. I'm just human. I get in my feels sometimes. You know, things are happening to me. But I don't stay there. I shift out to the for me. And when things happen that I, you know, didn't expect to happen or I set out to do something and it didn't unfold the way that I wanted it to unfold, I realized that I need to let go of that expectation of that dream or that goal in order to grab onto something that is bigger and better than I could have ever imagined. And that is the absolute truth. You know, rewind, I talked about when I started my journey, I started through coaching. You know, and I realized I wasn't bringing me to the table. I wasn't bringing my story to the table because I was embarrassed of it because I was shameful of it. And I had to go back and do the work. But even after I did the work, you know, I was stepping into my co the coaching world. And I realized there's a lot of shit on the gram with the coaching world. Now, this, I, I don't mean to offend anybody. It was just my experience with the coaching world. It just wasn't my jam. And that's okay. You know, we all have our avenues. And I knew I wanted to make a, an impact. I love speaking to a collective of people. I love impacting a collective of people. But for me, coaching just wasn't the way. And I just kept trying and trying and trying. And I was pumping out, you know, this program and that program and, and putting out all the things and not getting anything back. And I could have easily, in fact, I did at one point. I'm like, you know what, Amanda, this is just an, I cannot believe this is happening to you again. I thought we had it all figured out from here. I thought this was it, you know, and I went right into that to me mindset, but then I hit the brakes because your girl leveled up in life <laughs> and I realized, all right, we can sit here for a minute, be in your feels and then we're going to figure it out because there's something here for us. You know, and then I was having conversations with people and I was on 
social audio apps and I started hearing a thing about podcasting and I thought, hmm, that's really interesting. Podcasting. Let's see what that's all about. I started researching it and I was like, you know what? I think I'm really going to like this. I really am. And I started involving myself with, you know, other communities of women. And I just saw how much I, how much growth I got, I received just being in that space, you know, being intentional, being mindful of where I'm putting myself and the things that I want to accomplish and knowing that that is a place to where those things are going to be nurtured to take those next level steps. And I thought, you know what? I really love this. This is a great way of making an impact. I think I'm going to start my own community. Mm-hmm. And those two things, when I show up and show out, not to mention speaking, I love speaking in front of people. It scares the shit out of me every single time. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it scares me, right? Because it's it, it's outside of my comfort zone. It's something new every time. Different crowd, different space, different place. It's always going to feel different, right? And when something is different, our brain goes haywire and it's like, hey, wait a minute. You know, but you have to know what to do in those situations. Um, but I, you know, that that feeling that I get after I do the thing, it lights me up so much. And that's another thing, you know, like the speaking. So the speaking, the podcast, the building my next level women community, those are all things that I would have never, I didn't even have those things on my radar when I originally started out of living out my passion and my purpose, making an impact. I knew I wanted to impact the lives of women so that they didn't have to feel alone in their journey of healing and growing and stepping in and making, you know, next level moves for themselves. Because there was a point in my life during that journey where I felt very alone. When I first started out, I felt very alone. But I was intentional. And I found my way. And one of those ways that I found my way was embracing the pivots, embracing the points in life where I could have easily labeled it a failure. And once you're able to do that in your present life, you realize, wait a minute. I know there's a shit ton of failure, quote unquote failures that I thought happened to me years and years ago, five years, two years ago, five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago. Let me go look back at those things. Because again, like I said from the beginning, if you're not able to look back at those things, if you come up with the mindset of my past is no longer my past, it doesn't define me, you are discrediting so much wisdom that is about to come your way. So when you're able to embrace that pivot, you're able to look back at all those other quote unquote failures and dig out that deeper hidden gem of wisdom for yourself. And man, if that's not fulfilling... I, I I can't tell you how much wisdom I've attained from doing that. And I continue to do it, right? Because, you know, when we're present with ourselves and things are happening, it's easy to get caught up in the feels of, oh, why is this happening to me? Blah, 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 blah. You know, give yourself that space and grace to do that. By no means am I saying bypass anything, you know, but then shift back into that shuffle. You know, this is here for me for a reason. What happened to me last week happened for me for a reason. Let me figure that out so I can start taking next level steps so I don't remain stuck. 
so I can take accountability for my life. So I can identify unhealthy patterns that maybe I am living. So bottom line, bask in your failures. Bask in your losses. (laughs) Really involve yourself with your failures. You know what I'm saying? Take the time to look at those quote-unquote failures and realize that they are all winning opportunities waiting for you to embrace them. They are. Every single one. Even the ones that cut the deepest. Now, you may say, okay, Amanda, this is a little sidebar here because I know there are some instances where you know, you may say, okay, Amanda, I lost my spouse or my loved one or my parent. How the hell is that for me? What is there for me there? And to that I say, again, even the ones that cut the deepest, there's still something there for you. Maybe it's to be more resilient, teaching you how resilient you are. Maybe when you think that you can't make it, you really can. You can carry on. You can find your strength. You can do the things. And it is extremely unfortunate that that person is no longer there. But you can carry on. You know, and those experiences are individual for each and every one of you. So I'm not going to sit here and rattle off, you know, what would be or what what is. That's for you to figure out. But there are instances where those things cut the deepest. And, you know, we get triggered by hearing this sometimes. I know myself, I have too. When I first started my journey, I'm like, oh, yeah, how does how is all that shit for me? Really? That was a waste of my time. I fucked up every avenue I ever took. How was all that for me? That was a waste of time. That's what I used to say to myself. Or I would say, okay, I was like extremely unhealth- unhealthy. I was 300 pounds. How was that for me? But it was. It was. It's work. Nothing worth doing is easy. The work that we do is not easy. But it's there and it's waiting for you. And you need to ask yourself, are you willing to look for it? I hope you enjoyed this Let's Be Real episode. Be sure to pop over on Instagram and let me know what you thought about it under this week's or, you know, this um, episode's description, this post. Let me know. I'd love to hear from you. Until next time, stay inspired. Thank you so much for listening, Bestie. If you love what you heard, spread the word. Screenshot this episode and post it on your social media. Don't forget to tag your girl. If you would like to show some further love, give this podcast a review over on iTunes. And be sure to follow our Staying Inspired Podcast Community Facebook page. I'm super grateful for each and every one of you. Together, we create that next level self. Till next time, stay inspired.